plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Episode 79 coming to you. This is probably a Thursday morning for you guys. Lots to get to today. Uh, getting ready for a Bucks road game at Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Buccaneers have a four-game win streak against the Chiefs. That is the longest win streak they have actively against any team in the NFL. It's actually the only team in the NFL they have a win streak longer than two games against. Uh, not necessarily the uh, winningest time in Buccaneers history, so win streaks are hard to come by. Uh, looking forward to going out to Arrowhead, uh, flying out there on Saturday. I want to start with weather. Uh, I think we'd mentioned yesterday in the podcast, but it should be a cold game. Uh, cold front coming through the Midwest. And uh, overnight low of 28 degrees on Saturday night. The high on Sunday is 51 degrees, uh, which will make it easily the Buccaneers' coldest game of the year. These guys haven't played at less than 66 degrees this season. Only two games under 70, period. Uh, and went through yesterday. Took time to go through all of Jameis Winston's college and pro games, trying to figure out what the coldest game he's ever played to. I would think being a high schooler in Alabama, if you made the playoffs uh, back in uh, Alabama where you're playing in November, it could get fairly cold there as well. But the coldest game he has played at FSU in the box is uh, actually his best game in the pros. Uh, 48 degrees last year when the Buccaneers went to Philadelphia. Uh, he had five touchdowns, easily his best game last year. Um, and he has not lost in any of his five coldest games. Uh, 50 degrees in the ACC Championship in Charlotte, his freshman year at FSU. 51 degrees at Louisville, his sophomore year. 52 degrees in the ACC Championship game in Charlotte, his sophomore year. 52 degrees at Wake Forest, his freshman year. Uh, to get a loss, you have to go up to 54 degrees in last year's season finale when the Bucks went up to Carolina and lost 38-10 against the Panthers. Uh, so the cold has not bothered him very much. Again, if you have a high of 51 degrees on Sunday, you got to think it should be right around 48, 49 degrees at kickoff. Uh, be interesting to see whether that's a factor or not. I think the Buccaneers should be fine. But it is something they haven't dealt with before. Uh, just as the, the heat works in their favor at home, in theory, uh, the cold should help the Chiefs a little bit there on Sunday. Lots to get to today. Uh, Mike Evans did talk on Wednesday. We've obviously had daily updates here in the podcast on Mike Evans and his national anthem protest. Had come out Wednesday morning and issued a, uh, or Tuesday morning, I should say, and issued an apology. And uh, the announcement that he would stop his protest would be standing with his teammates during the protest. And uh, spoke for a few minutes on Wednesday uh, about that. Again, very apologetic, making sure it's clear that he meant no disrespect to the military or anyone else, just trying to uh, voice his displeasure about the election and about Donald Trump being president. Uh, said it will still be, uh, I think he said, a little foggy for him to stand during the anthem on Sunday. He loves standing up during the national anthem as a kid, uh, has a great respect for our country and the military, but again, not happy about Donald Trump. Uh, and some of the things that he's said and done, but will stand 
uh, kind of puts out a fire a little bit to uh, have that protest out of the way. Uh, Jimmy Winston came out yesterday kind of in support of Mike Evans, said uh, that Mike knows that he has his back. Uh, I think they're definitely supporting him. You didn't hear a lot of support uh, on social media for Mike in the 48 hours after the protest. I don't think I found a single player, there's about 60 on Twitter, uh, that had voiced a sentiment of support publicly. I think when we asked players, uh, when reporters asked players to a man, they've all been uh, supportive of Mike and making sure it's clear they think he's a good guy, uh, somebody they would support in something like this. So uh, anyway, th- this should, I say should, uh, put this national anthem talk to bed for the most part. Uh, I'm sure this protest will come up. I'm sure he'll get asked about it after the game Sunday, um, what it was like to stand up for the national anthem, all those kind of things. But for the most part, like I said, uh, this apology uh, I think has been very well received by the public. Uh, Tom Jones had a good column today just talking about the backlash that we as journalists get from people by simply writing about this Mike Evans saga. Uh, some, some genuine nastiness and racist and bigoted and, and hateful things coming to writers who are simply writing about this. And we're trying to kind of keep it straight down the middle and just write about what happened and what he said. Uh, we're not really taking a stand on it one way or the other. But again, the people that are opposing this are also very passionate, as Mike Evans has been in his decision to sit during the national anthem. So anyway, that should put that to rest. Uh, got lots of other things to get to today, transactions to get to, injury ups, updates to get to, but I do want to take a minute uh, to recognize our sponsor for the day. It's great to have SeatGeek back on board as a sponsor here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I'm looking here, trying to see what games you can get coming up. Bucks are under face value for much the rest of their season. Uh, you know, you think about a home game, cheapest seat in the stadium is $50. Uh, when they come home next week to face the Seahawks, who are a pretty good draw as, as opponents come into town are, uh, seats as cheap as $29 for Bucks Seahawks next weekend. If you're somehow in the Kansas City area or trying to get to Bucks Chiefs on Sunday at Arrowhead, that starts at $25 on SeatGeek. A real good deal there. Uh, the week after the home game against the Seahawks, they go to San Diego. Bucks Chargers tickets as little as $30 in San Diego. It's a great deal. Uh, UCF, USF is coming up in Tampa here. That's a $20 seat on SeatGeek. LSU playing the Gators in Baton Rouge. That's a $23 seat. I was trying to find just a high dollar seat just to find out something that's not as cheap as 30 bucks on these uh, football games coming up. Ohio State, Michigan. If you want to go, uh, if you want to go to Columbus for that one, the cheapest seat for that one is $219. But again, uh, SeatGeek, a place where you can find all these things. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere in just a few taps. I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. SeatGeek wants to get you the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You can sort by that. You can sort by lowest price, but you'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantees. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek 
with confidence. For my listeners here on the Locked on Bucks podcast, uh, you can get a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. To do that, just download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOBUCKS, that's L-O-B-U-C-S for Locked on Bucks. And SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LOBUCKS today. Thanks again for having SeatGeek here as a sponsor on the podcast and all over the Locked On Podcast Network. Injury report. I do my best, Lovey Smith. When I said Lovey Smith would say injury report. Uh, a couple surprises on the injury report for Wednesday. Wednesday's the first injury report of the week, of course. Uh, Russell Shepard, who's missed two games with a hip, not only back, but back at full participation. Uh, you can tell that because Russell Shepard dances more during practice than any Buccaneers player on the field. Last week, uh, wasn't playing, wasn't practicing, but was out there and was out there dancing. Uh, so again, Russell Shepard dancing at full strength. Kevin Pamphel, who missed the last game with a concussion. Uh, we tried to talk to him Wednesday morning, was still in concussion protocol then, but at Wednesday's practice, uh, was listed at full participation. I know that doesn't mean he's necessarily cleared concussion protocol, but he did practice fully. That bodes very well for him being back at left guard on Sunday at Kansas City as the Bucks try and get Doug Martin going with their run game. He's a big part of that. Uh, as we mentioned, Kansas City has the number 27 run defense in the NFL, so a little bit vulnerable to uh, a solid running game if the Bucks can establish that on Sunday. Uh, Luke Stocker, tight end, out with an ankle injury on Wednesday. Uh, he had missed, I don't know, four games, I guess, with an ankle injury. He suffered in that Arizona game but had been back, I don't know, less two, three games. Uh, so has clearly done something to either re-aggravate that or get himself a brand new ankle injury. Uh, don't know whether that will keep him out Sunday, but definitely kept him out on Wednesday. Joe Hawley, uh, who missed Sunday's game with a knee injury, was back at practice Wednesday but was limited. Uh, that's a big boost for them if they can get Hawley back at center. We know Evan Smith is out two to four weeks with his knee injury. Uh, but if Hawley's there, that definitely helps. They would have Ben Gottschalk. Uh, the guy, first-year player, made his NFL debut on Sunday. Held up pretty well, but I'm sure they'd rather have Joe Hawley if they can. Uh, Jacquez Rogers is still out with his foot injury. He's out of the boot, but not yet in practice. It does not seem like we should expect him on Sunday as well. We have a transaction to talk about. Uh, the Bucks claimed a defensive tackle on waivers, off waivers, I should say, from the Seattle Seahawks. His name is Silver Silinga. That's S-E-A-L-V-E-R. S-I-L-I-G-A. He's Samoan, and I guess the uh, it's very common in the Samoan language, Samoan vocabulary, to add an N sound where there isn't one in the letter. So it looks like Saliga, but it's Silinga, uh, Silver Silinga from Utah. Uh, parents are Samoan by descent. Uh, has played, he's only 26 years old. He's in his fifth NFL season. Uh, barely played at all his first two years. Came in with the Niners, undrafted. Uh, had a little bit of time with the Broncos, but really got most of his playing time uh, with three seasons with the Patriots from 13 to 15. Uh, started five games on their Super Bowl squad in 14, had two and a half sacks, about 30 tackles for the Patriots that year. Big guy, he's 6'2", 325, so much more of a nose than a three technique. Uh, had played four games with Seattle this year, had five tackles, had been cut twice. Uh, they put him back through waivers when they picked up Jarvis Jenkins, uh, John Jenkins this week. And uh, the Bucks picked him up. So it's intriguing. To make room for Silinga, uh, the Bucks waived the undrafted rookie from Ole Miss, Channing Ward. You know, Channing had done a ton in the first month of the season in terms of stepping up and playing a bunch. 
when the Bucks had so many injuries on their offensive line back like week three, four, five of the season. Uh, but it kind of fallen out, uh, wasn't playing very much, and it was actually inactive on Sunday. They promoted Ryan Russell from the practice squad and played him ahead of Channing Ward. Uh, I think they feel like Russell is a little better for them on special teams. So Channing Ward is a guy I'm sure they want to get back on the practice squad if he clears waivers today. Uh, and if he does that, I'm sure he'll be back here on the practice squad uh, Friday. Uh, you know, a guy that, again, had limited production, had five tackles, mostly inside as a nickel DT, uh, nickel defensive tackle, but could step outside at end as well. Uh, you know, a guy I think they like. Uh, they're just kind of churning out their depth on defensive line and changing things out here. It's interesting because the Bucks now have five tackles and five defensive ends on the uh, defensive line. You know, they're, they're getting everybody healthy. So you have McCoy and McDonald as your starters. you got Spence. They still have John Hughes, who they had picked up when uh, they had so many injuries. And now they have Silver Salinga. So I would think at some point one of those guys could be cut, whether it's Hughes or Salinga to make room at another position. They still only have four receivers right now healthy. If Shep comes back, that gives them back to five. Uh, but a couple areas where their depth is limited elsewhere, they could also decide to bring Josh Huff up on the roster, mainly as a returner more than a receiver. But for now, uh, Silver Salinga on the roster as a fifth defensive tackle. Good depth on the interior line now, and definitely some insulation should they have any injuries the rest of the way. Uh, you guys want to talk about Arrowhead Stadium? Oh. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.